Hey, Greg. Hey, Christina. In today's episode, we'll be talking about episode three of House of the Dragon and episode three of She-Hulk. We'll also find out what a horse mermaid is. So let's talk about sigils. I know on this episode of House of the Dragon, episode three, I started off by watching it with you and saying, is that a horse mermaid? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and you said it with a straight face, too. I didn't have the heart to, to tell you that that was clearly a seahorse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know... <coughs> <coughs> Don't I, I know. As soon as I, as soon as you said that, <laughs> I felt so dumb. Oh, I was like, oh, horse mermaid. <laughs> I mean, I could obviously, I could see how you, got, how you got that. But I was like, that's a, that's a seahorse. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. Remember, I, I don't remember like animals. I was like. As soon as you said seahorse, I'm like, oh, yeah, those were things, seahorses. <laughs> but in my mind, it was like a horse mermaid because I had a mermaid tail and a horse. I didn't think seahorse. I mean, that's what I think they were trying to go for. It could be, it could be, it could very well be a horse mermaid. I, <laughs> I, I mean, the front, the front of the, of the paws were like a horse. Obviously, a seahorse doesn't have hooves. But I think that's what I, I took it as a seahorse. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see any parts of, I don't know where seahorses are naturally um, around, maybe like Caribbean, right? I don't know. I don't know their... So, yeah, I don't know their habitat, their but habitat. like I clearly don't see it in... Where they reside. Yeah, the, um, the area of contention um, where, where Damon and Corliss are fighting. They call him the sea snake. Yeah, it's Corliss's name. Yeah. Um, episode three is pretty cool. Um, it, I, it, We got some more action. More action in the episode than um, we previously had. I mean, there was, you know, some fights in the first episode and we see dragons and stuff. But this time we got, you know, a, a war. So it looks like this little skirmish no this war you know has been happening for three years two three yeah three years and we actually get our first time skip and i don't know you know we watch a lot of tv together and i don't know why in my mind i can't think what time skips when time skips come to mind i think about anime and so i know it happens in tv but for the life of me i can't think of the most recent show that we watched that had a time skip and uh, it was it was nice to see i mean you don't need explanation you know it does have at the end of the episodes you know the inside the episode from hbo and um they talked about the time skip and then they were like we just expect the the viewer to follow along and see what happens and, and w- viewers can right but yeah. I, li- I like it we don't we don't need that like it wasn't necessary yeah, 
I don't know why shows don't do it more often. Um, you know, I'm glad we don't have to see someone pregnant for like two or three or four or five episodes. Like in Game of Thrones, I know there was time skip ish, you know, like how are you going to get from point A to point B in, in like, you know, a 20 minute episode, but it was nice uh, to see. And then, and surprising, um, I don't know, like, I know you've been seeing more of it, but I was thinking the first time skip out in this episode, I thought we were going to be like 10 years later. No, I didn't think so. Um, I think because a lot of the, a lot of stuff happens when they're when Rainier is a teenager because that's when like the seeds are happening and it's gonna take time to lay all those seeds of the civil war that's about to happen. Um, so this time skip, I kind of felt like it was gonna come because you know her the new heir comes and but he's still a baby. Yeah. Um, and Rainier is now seventeen. Yeah. And the first girl, um, Corliss's daughter, is like probably now of she's like fifteen right now. Fourteen, fifteen, yeah. But she's of uh, breeding age. <laughs> I know breeding. <Yes. laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, and it comes she's up in of age to be married and it, have children. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's in the episode too where he's kind of like, uh, um, you know, coming into the. Somewhat of the middle episode, I believe, where um, he's talking about duty, right? And I guess he really didn't want to marry, but he knew he had to. He's like, this is my duty. You know, we need to do these things because we find out that he's trying to pimp out his daughter. I know he's, he's not really not, pimping out. I know. It's not pimping. I wouldn't say that at all. He's I just, trying to find a match for her. Because in his head, I guess he's still trying to convince himself that, you know, she is still his heir and he needs to find a competent, safe pick to be her king consort. Um, Lan- and I think I mean, he chose the Lannisters, right? Uh, what, I forgot his name. I think it was Jason. Uh, Jason Lannister. Um, <coughs> for a couple of reasons. One, Lannisters are one of the wealthiest families in the land at the time, I think. Um and it offers security, but not too high up to where um, it could pose an issue, I would think. Um, why he didn't consider Coralis's son earlier or on his own, I found interesting. I know the Breakbones guy brought him up. Um, uh, Lenore, who is Corliss and Rainey's son. Um, but... That for sure, I would say, is an interesting match. Yeah, I say jokingly pimping just because <coughs> she does not. That's how she sees it. She sees it that kind way. Of. Yeah, but I think she's over it. Like you know, we discussed. It's like, well, she, she thinks she's like, I'm not gonna be. King. Yeah, she's convinced she's she's being put off to the side, and since the baby was born, the baby boy was born, and it's just that lack of communication between her and her dad. And we got to step back just for a moment. So before all this, this scene happens, um, Alicent, you know, we see her um, pregnant belly. So, she, you know, we already ha- know that there's a, a son, a toddler. And um, 
there's a bard, you know, playing a song. Rhaenyra's like, let's have this on repeat. I'm in my feelings. And we're going to play the same song over and over. And he's like, a new song. She's like, no, the same one. And the queen, the now queen, comes in and it's like, you can stop, you can go. And then you have Rhaenyra say, by order of the princess, continue playing. And then Alicent's like, by order of the queen, you can leave. And so you kind of see this new dynamic of, <coughs> you know. Right now it's testing her. Oh, they were once friends. I mean, you know, it's a strained relationship. Yeah, for sure. I would say. Allison's trying to make the best of it. I think, you know. She's being a good sport. I mean, you she could, is. she's trying to make it, you know, the best of it, like you said. And I get, and she's, but she's also very influenced by her father, of course who is really trying to push Aegon to be the heir and force Viserys to make him the heir. Yeah, and Aegon is the the son that she had when she's currently pregnant. But it goes to show, it's like, would this have happened if Hightower, Otto, you know, had, had not um, said comfort the king, Right. And then I know we talked about that last time. It's like, okay, well, you know, Corliss is who knows, you know, months and months behind this relationship building of Alicent and the king. I know there's the age difference too, but Alicent's already ahead of the game, comforted on the night, you know, on the night of the death. Yeah. So, um, it was it was interesting to see that, and then, you know, Rainer is still like, "All right, I need to, you know, why do I need to come to this hunt? Right, we're celebrating this hunt, and um, you know, they're they're on the hunt for the, what was the white white heart, mm-hmm. um, you know, in in Game of Thrones or in the land, right, King's Landing, that's uh." a symbol of a, like a good omen. And so they're on the hunt for that. But Rainier is like, why am I even coming? Why, you know what? Th- there's no need for me to come. And then you find out that the King has been getting letters for, um, for her to, to marry, right. They need to bolter, bolster their strength. Yeah. And then after that, she runs off. Mm-hmm. Kristen Cole goes with him. Her. Her, sorry. <coughs> and uh, they have their own little adventure. Um, then she lets out some rage after he kills a boar. And uh, it's interesting that uh, the family's on the hunt. You know, the rest are the king. Is on the hunt and they find a, a brown, um, uh, brown heart or whatever you know the 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 big deer, and then they all, uh, the family, not the family, Rhaenyra and Cole find a white one. So it's a good omen. And he was gonna, I think, you know, attack it, but she's like, no, let it go. And when they come, you know, she's all bloodied from stabbing the boar. You know, she was mad. So I wonder what they were looking at her like, all right, is she, 
crazy? Is she strong on her own? You know, fearless. You know, she's walking in there and everyone was giving her looks. Yeah, because she made a she made an entrance. Yep. That was probably one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Kind of like I don't give two craps about anyone. Yeah. Type of attitude. And then the last part, um, you know, was cool, was um, the 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 battle scene. Right, so it goes back to Damon and Corliss, and they're fighting at uh, steps, step, stepstone, stepstone, something like that, and um, we get to see Damon do his football run, according to you. What did you like about that part? Um, <clears throat> I liked how. He took that opportunity to take care of the issue himself and try to, you know, this is it or everything on the line just to prove himself and prove that he can, he can be the prince that everyone wants him to be and take care of the issue. Um, and it let and also showcased like his fighting abilities and that he is a true warrior. Um, but the whole scene was very well orchestrated. I think um, it was cool. The involvement of we got to see Corliss's brother, we got to see Corliss's son, we got to see another dragon. Um, you know that that was pretty cool. Yep. And uh, I guess what I didn't like was for the enemy, Prince Jr. I thought we were going to have a little more buildup of what he was or who he was. Um, so for. Yeah, for you him, were disappointed. <laughs> I, I would uh, a little bit. I mean, because I mean, he looked menacing, right? The end of episode two. I think he oh, looked really he was, cool. Yeah, he was like crucifying people. It <laughs> looked like driving yeah. nails into them. Even in the beginning. And mm-hmm. that scene, like, um, he's but like... he did look, um, in this episode, he did look weathered. Like, he didn't look um, like how he had been looking in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. He did look weathered. He looked older. Well, it's been two years, but the grayscale, you been, can see more I think grayscale. It was three, I think overall it was three years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the grayscale probably took over a lot. And he just, he, he even looked burnt, you know, um, so that Damon for sure could have handled him. Yeah. The last thing I noticed, and I was wondering in the beginning of the episode, um, was, uh, we see the King's hand finger rotting, right? And they dipped it in the maggots and then he was wearing gloves. I noticed a lot from in the beginning and then either in the middle or toward the end of the episode, he doesn't have his gloves on and he's now lost two fingers. Yeah. So he only has three. Yeah. So it, those little things, you know, um, are carrying over a few, you know, attention to detail on certain things. And then it's pretty nice to see. Yeah, for sure. Any, any, uh, well, I don't know if the, 
first or the second episode had it, but now we get the little snippet of the, what's happening on the next episode. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, what would you say? What do you think is going to happen um, in the show overall? I think more. Uh, eventually, we'll see her get betrothed to someone. And I think we'll start to see more um, separation happen between Rhaenyra and her father, I think. Or at least between her and Alicent. I, I, I would think. Like, just more, whether it's verbal communication or nonverbal, you know, like the she said, he said type of thing that will grow into this resentment and anger and stuff. I feel like we'll see more of that. Um, Damon for sure is coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he'll probably be more trying to put his influence on whomever will listen, I guess. Um, and we'll see Viserys become looking more weaker. I think you see it every episode. He's looking a little bit more and more frail and weak or struggling. Right. Um, I think we'll see more of that also. Did you see, um, your favorite Superman may be in season two. <laughs> no, I did not. Where did you see that? So, I, is it a I, rumor? I don't know. One things I've been, some things I've been seeing are, um, Henry Cavill and I saw Elizabeth Cody, Olsen. El, 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 I think both of them for season two. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth not sure. Olsen. I don't. I don't know about her, but Henry. I could totally see Henry as Aegon the first, like the, the the one that comes over and starts this whole enchilada. This <laughs> this um this book, mm-hmm. how many years does it span? I'm not. Sure. I think it says decades. Because yeah, because I'm, I mean, the mad, you know, this is 178, almost 200 years. Mm-hmm. They said right before mm-hmm. Daenerys's time, mm-hmm. so. The Targaryens were still in control. So if this is a lot of civil war. They obviously squashed it. Yeah. Right? But, you know. But I don't know how long. And also, like, you know, the Targaryens, they have extended family, extended heads, too, right? Like, they're, like, I right now we're, we're seeing the main-ish branch, right? But, um. You know, there's whole there's Rhaenys and Corlys's whole si- section, right? And then whatever children Alicent has, assuming Rhaenyra has children, you know, it's gonna be there's a lot that I think is gonna come. I think because a lot more to the story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the they were in charge. But I think right here is like the height of their power, right? And it's only natural that they're the cause of their own demise. Like this civil war weakened the family to the point where Rob Robert Baratheon's um Rob's rebellion came around and stuff. Granted that was two hundred years later, but mm-hmm. it took that long to All the Yeah. You know. And we don't Because I think there was another battle We don't know how like Dance old. of Dragons era, right? Which is past this section it was basically like another ish civil war ish where all the the dragons um got destroyed basically like i don't remember how but 
so it, it was this is like the main big one that kind of weakened the family and then it just you know trickled from there oh <coughs> so was there anything you didn't like about the episode uh overall i I liked it um it had good pacing like i i didn't doze off i know like right before the battle scenes like getting a little sleepy because we had a big lunch but um there i guess if it like i said the main thing i didn't like was the enemy i i would have wanted to know more about him mm-hmm. but he may be totally irrelevant i liked i liked his aesthetic the way he looked so for me that was like i i wanted more mm-hmm. but it's i guess it's it's more like it's it's a driving force of what's to come. He's now a hero, probably of this battle. You know, he's gonna have more influence of the people. They're gonna know of his his con- conquests or whatever. So I mean, he legit he's he sacrificed <laughs> himself. He chose to be the the madman, right, to take on and and initiate this whole plan. Obviously, without Corliss's men and dragons it wouldn't have come to fruition but the only way to draw prince drehart out would have been to to offer up someone of equal of or more yeah importance i did like um seeing those other dragons because we've only seen yeah sea smoke i think is lenora's dragon he looked pretty he he looked pretty cool he was a big boy too he was like silvery gray we've only really seen cyrax and caraxes yeah, so it was nice to get to see those again. Uh, different dragons, different things going on. Mm-hmm. I like hearing Drakkar is said in different accents. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. And he was young. And so I, I. He is cutie, for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll like to see where it's going. Like, uh, you know, um, diverse dragon riders, as far as like before in Game of Thrones time, it's only one, one two dragon riders um, and, and just those three dragons. But now we have way more dragons because it's you know before they went extinct or we're no longer around yeah we're gonna see nine dragons this season I think. yeah so <laughs> let's see she hulk episode three i know i think we're gonna change it up a little bit talk a little less about the episodes or like i said i don't know if i mentioned it last episode try to double them up because 30 minute show um what i did like about episode three uh, it continues to be uh, a feel-good show, and it's it's just fun. Uh, I think what I've liked about the different shows that have been coming on um, is that uh, they're all a little bit different, and they that you know with the movies, it's the same formula, and and they're all big spectacles, and the shows. Um, still some you know big spectacle moments but it's a show like it, it's it's supposed to be a little bit longer lasting right it's not a a two-hour movie and um so i like how each of it has a different feel and this one was very much you know lighthearted and just feel good cameo of the week how she says it i like how she breaks the fourth wall um i know you were laughing throughout it i know you'll beg to differ but I laughed. Maybe. I'm going to record it. I chuckled. Now I'm going to say laugh. I chuckled maybe once or twice. Maybe. Yeah. Times five. No, but. I don't think so. 
No. It's okay. I know what I see. And I know what I do. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a good show. Um, it's fun, you know. And I, I like this. It. It's not too serious. I think more action is going to be coming. What did you like about the episode? Um. If any, since you only laughed twice. I like, I like the. She's cool and everything. I like the side characters too. They're they're um, fun. Like you said, it's lighthearted, very, uh, like Marvel, like the Marvel humor aspect of it, um, which you know, everyone, I like. Um, the whole Megan the Stallion thing was funny. You know, her cameo and her involvement, and the. The misogynistic, the her not the not her friend, but the guy she used to work with, thinking he he was courting Megan the Stallion. Like it's just that was funny. Um, let me think. Wong Wong's always funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more I watch it, the more I'm liking it. I guess, but I do kind of want to see more. Um, plot movement I think with her character like what's like maybe like I know they showed Jamila's character briefly like I want to see more of her I want to yeah. see more movement you know? so I really don't care about her lawyering <laughs> I, I'd have to go back to Wanda vision that was a that was 30 minutes and so the episodes were uh, I mean the episode count was higher um, the, the recent shows have been like a 40 minute hour show so I agree with you there. Like, WandaVision I, moved. It did like each yeah, every episode. each episode moved. That's what yeah. I I liked WandaVision. This one's slower. I know it's going to come down to something. I mean, he yeah, obviously I would hope so. <laughs> no, I mean he's been uh, uh, she's been building this case. Something's going to happen case wise. There's going to be a fight. She's going to have to show. I mean, it's going to happen. But timeline wise, where did they say this was? Was it, it was before Miss Marvel, right? That show? Uh, I don't know. I I I know it's after Shang Chi. Miss, I can't recall what happened in Miss Marvel as far as definitive timeline. I think, like you know, how when you go to the app and it shows like the timeline of of all the shows and the movies. I don't know if that one's on there right now. I haven't seen that. I'm not sure. Oh. I get what you're saying, but no, I I, think it was before I don't know. But yeah, I want to see it move a little. I, w- I would hope it starts to move a little faster. Um, but I did like what you said, the the ensemble, the cast. Like, I think this most recent episode is uh, like if they would have made it an hour show. So this would be the second ep- start of the second episode. And I think you would get the feel for the show. Like, you know, for WandaVision, I think they released two episodes. So you can kind of get a a feel for what it is on some of the other ones that are a little bit longer. So like for this episode, you could definitely see that, um, that, uh, drum court drama comedy type thing mm-hmm. when, when she's, yeah. she has her own case that she has to take on and her buddy mm-hmm. or, or coworker peer has to do something too. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So what food recommendations do you have for people in DFW today? today 
Well, today we went to Fortune House over in the It's in Irving. Las, Las Colinas area. In Irving. Is that North Irving it's or South Irving? North Irving. Irving, they can look it up. Fortune House. <laughs> Fortune House. They are the bomb. They have the best Chinese food. They have real I mean, they're really known for their soup dumplings. They have really good soup dumplings and pan fried dumplings and pork buns, stuff like that. But they also have really good Chinese dishes like mushu pork and you know, tea um what is it called? Um smoked tea duck, you know, s- uh, stuff that you wouldn't find in a traditional so tra- It's a, a traditional Chinese restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's not a traditional fast food chi- Chinese. Yeah. It's not fast food takeout Chinese. Um what else? Um most of my recommendations will be Asian based cuz I love Asian food. Um but um Another place we went to recently was uh, a place called Sprouts over in Ar- in Arlington. They're a Vietnamese place, and they have they're really known for like their spring rolls. They have all types of different spring rolls. Their crunchy spring rolls are really good. Their fuzz very tasty. Um, you usually get their vermicelli bowls. Do you like them? I do. I typically order those when we go to Vietnamese restaurants or fried rice. Um, mm-hmm. I'll try different things too. I'm not too big on soup, so I don't really get pho a lot. But there are good ones. Um, I I like the flavor of the of the broth, so I'm not gonna say that I don't like pho. But I'm not a soup person. I'm definitely a soup person. I love soup. I can eat soup if it's a hundred degrees outside. All types of soup: caldo, pozole, pho, beef noodle soup, whatever. All of it. I can eat it. I've never really watched Seinfeld, but I can only imagine if you met the soup Nazi. <laughs> no soup for me. <laughs> I for me definitely no soup. There, um, I don't know. It's I like soup. I'm not gonna say I don't like soup, but we live in Texas, and it is hotter than hell, and I'm just not a a soup in the summer type person. But um, but yeah, Sprouts is 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 definitely good. Um, you know, we do frequent Asian a lot since we do like it, but we eat a lot of things. So definitely, I guess, two places to check out, um, you know, Irving in Arlington and Irving, we have Fortune House and in Arlington, we have Sprouts and that's not to be confused with Sprouts, the shopping center, (laughs) but, um, they're good. Now they're for me. Their egg rolls aren't the best, um, and but I'm comparing that to other Vietnamese egg rolls, not you know your typical egg rolls. So that's that's my preference, but I I do still order them, and they actually have um one of a few restaurants that I know that do rocket shrimp, so um they're pretty good. Uh, rocket shrimp is I think they call them torpedo shrimp. Maybe yeah. Torpedo shrimp there. It's um, shrimp with cream cheese, uh, maybe jalapeno or scallions, uh, in a wonton wrapper. And then you get the, uh, it's not sweet and sour sauce, sweet and spicy sauce. It's like a like a vinegar sauce? No, right? it's a sweet and spicy sauce. It's oh. the one that comes with the, with the egg rolls. Oh. I'm not a saucy person, so I don't, I, I can't remember. I remember. I'm just saying it's, I don't know the name of it. It's. I oh, think it's okay. sweet and spicy sauce. I'm not sure the proper term. Chili sauce. Yeah, a chili sweet sauce. 
So uh, last time we talked about Batman and Batman Returns. Um, I know we're leading up to our little Batman special. Um, now we'll be talking about Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And we recently watched them. We are watching a lot of the rewatching the live action Batmans. And I like how in this um, continuation, so to say, you know, between Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher, the, that the universe is the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but the, the aesthetic was similar, but tonally they started to shift. For sure. Yeah. It went from dark and serious to more campy, more colorful. Um, yeah. yeah, the Gordons were the same, and uh, Alfred was the same, which was cool. Um, but the Gotham slightly changed also. Yeah, a little uh, more, like, hip, I yeah, guess, right? Yeah, yeah, a bit more hip. Shoemaker, Shoemaker, what I've noticed with his films is he puts a lot, like, in his films, it's a, he puts a lot of focus on the details of, like, the colors and the cinematography and all the stuff like he likes it's a lot of stuff like if you look at um like two faces lair or like or even batman's lair like there's a lot of stuff in there and um but um and this is just my opinion and this is me after watching you know it's been 15 plus years since i've seen either of these movies um but i was i loved batman robin as a kid course and a part of me still likes it because it reminds me of being a kid because i i'm that movie for sure i feel like was made for kids <laughs> um but for sure both movies had some major um continuity story lies story wise i think maybe not so much in batman forever but for sure in batman and robin there is a lot going on in there um but I've noticed that a little bit with Shoemaker. Like, it's his movies look great and they're really cool looking, but it's like the writing is not the best. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with any of the writing. I uh, so I like Batman. Don't get me wrong. Batman and Robin Batman didn't and Ro- have writing <laughs> issues. <laughs> I liked Batman and Robin as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just rewatching it, I. I, it didn't have the same fondness, you know. <laughs> it so I mean, here's the thing: is you're you're going from Batman Returns to Batman Forever. Batman Forever tonally was l- a little lighter, a little more campy, but I think it was a good amount of campy. Like it was, yeah. The blend. I mean, the blend was 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 not bad, mm-hmm. right? And then Batman Forever just, <laughs> I mean, uh, Batman and Robin just ramped it up. Like it, it was way more zany, right? What, what is it? What you what you always say about that movie that it was basically a. It's like to sell toys, marketing, mark, it was a, just a whole a, bunch of stuff. I mean, I, I had think, a lot of Batman and uh, oh, well, I we, had a lot of Batman and Robin merch. I, I would say it's the <laughs> all same the for. Toys. I would say it's the same for all because I I had a lot of Batman Return stuff. Also, I did have Batman Forever stuff and Batman and Robin. You know, obviously it's Batman. It's gonna sell, but like. I think 
they were saying that a, a lot of the focus was on that as well. And um, I mean, it, it was just more, way more over the top, way more. And I, you know, even watching it again, like I know um, you were laughing at me because I had seen that movie so many times. Like I was saying the like saying the lines before, like while they were happening or before they were about to happen. Because I just I I had watched that movie so much as a kid and uh even some of like the more adult undertones Mm -hmm. right i slightly appreciate more you know as an adult but um it just made me feel like a kid again but also realize that uh, they put a lot in that movie (laughs) yeah interestingly enough you know like i said we're, we're in texas so dfw is dallas fort worth um, we have Six Flags over Texas, mm-hmm. and um, we have a ride. You know, a lot of the D- uh, DC Six Flags is a lot of um, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, yeah. like you know, theme stuff. So we have the Batman ride. We have uh, Mr. Joker, Freeze, the Riddler, Riddler, Joker, Catwoman, Harley, Whiplash, something. Um, so, um, movie came out in '97, and I've always known about the Mr. Freeze ride, but I didn't know that. Arnold was supposed to make an appearance, apparently, um, you know, when the movie came out, it was going to be, it was going to come out the ride in 97, but it, there was, um, issues putting it together or something. So they pushed it to 98, but he never came, but that would have been cool. Like I said, it is a, is a fun movie. I liked it. I was like the, you know, going it, down the dinosaurs. It got um, so much hate. And I remember even as a kid, like a lot of people saying they didn't like it. But even, you know, watching it again, I I still had fun. You know, yeah, there is not a perfect movie by any means, but I still I still had fun. Now, as far as Clooney as Batman and Val Kilmer as Batman, I think that's separate talk possibly because they were two different. Totally. I think they were totally different um i liked i liked Clooney's relationship to alfred compared to val to val's i think it seemed more it was showcased more at it least. was well, yeah it was showcased more and it seemed he seemed more appreciative i feel like sometimes i feel like with bruce he's not very appreciative of alfred um in forever there was more dry humor a little more dry humor. oh yeah, like it yeah. shows it it's like yeah you know, and I think it's it's the very beginning of the movie. He's like, you know, what about your food? He's like, I'll take dry food. I'll get dry food. Yeah, can you imagine? Get, you're yeah. at McDonald's and you see the Batmobile. <laughs> you turn around and it's, it's Batman and his Batmobile ordering a I, twenty piece. I really liked that Batmobile. Oh um, yeah, well it was very it, similar to Batman and Robin's, wasn't it? Batman and Robin. His they, was more lights. Like no, there were no. more lights in it. The, the more ba- Batman. Forever had a, a two. I think it was two seater, and it still had um, a cover. It wasn't like um, I can't think convertible. Batman and Robin was was like a one seater, and I think it was uh, oh, there was really? no there was no top. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, <laughs> there's no top on it. Oh, so they look. But but no, they are very similar. Don't okay. get me wrong. They're they're very similar. Uh, just minor, you know, to me minor differences. Mm-hmm. But I remember having that. Um, Batmobile from Batman Forever and um you know all the toys 
you know when it's it's I think it's great when they have the movie releases for for toys. You know, being a kid like that, getting to get everything you want, action figures. Um, I can't. I'm blanking on the name, um, the other term for action figure, um, or toy. But you know, I know that what the points of articulity. But uh, you know, now we're older and we get to buy whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting all the vehicles from the Batman Robin movie. Like I, I begged for my mom for Christmas, or, or actually my brother got them, and then I would just take them from him. That's what I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> did you have to share with your brother? Yeah, I mean, he was still little. He was still very little. He what this movie came out in '97. Yeah, he would have been two, <laughs> so I just kind of just took him over, and then the, the Batman Robin. Action figures, Batgirl, Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze, I, and I liked how they—that's the first time we got to see Batgirl in a movie. Um, it would yeah. have been nice to see the Leslie Grace one. I—I I don't think we'll ever see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they want to do her right and maybe do something with her. I heard, but I, I know with um, DC right now, there's a big shakeup, and you know where they're going to go direction-wise. I don't mind whatever they do i just i want to watch something you know yeah i don't because please don't cancel titans i really like titans (laughs) titans is a great show i love titans i mean we're not done with season three we're not done watching season three but um i love that show it's so good like they couldn't have picked a perfect more perfect nightwing he is so perfect um like just Start. I like. I love. Ever, I love all the whole cast of, of Titans and you and Jora. Jora. I know he has a name, but I call him Jora as, as Bruce. Like I just. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, for me, uh, it, I don't want it to be um, Marvel. No. I, yeah. I like them different. Yeah. And I, what you know, as long as it's it's fun, it's watchable, good story, you know. In DC, like if it's. You I don't. Know. I don't mind. Thanks for listening in to the House of Ramen. Tune in next episode when we discuss what we do in shadows, more food, more Batman, and any current media. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our website at rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash House of Ramen. If there are any topics you'd like to hear about, please email us at houseofxramen at gmail.com.